Hello everybody, welcome to The Coaching Conversation. I'm Graham Wiley and I've been coaching business leaders for the last two decades. In this series, we're going to explore some of the things I've seen and learned in that two decades and hopefully help you see how you can become more focused, more effective and hopefully happier in your life. So, it's now time to sit back, relax and enjoy The Coaching Conversation. Hello and welcome to this edition of The Coaching Conversation and I'm going to talk today about a really sensitive subject, something that I do meet from time to time, not regularly but fairly often, enough than enough to want to share and that's about diversity. Sometimes when I'm, I'm coaching a senior executive it becomes clear to me over time during the course of the program that that person has some form of preconceived ideas around other people. And we can call that prejudice, you can call it bigotry, you can call it anything you like, but the truth of it is it's narrow-mindedness. The truth of it is it's looking at a situation without an open mind. Prejudgment, for want of a bad description. On occasions, that has been blatant misogyny, it's been blatant racism, or sexism, ageism, but often it's not. Often it's much more subtle than that. Often it's um, a feeling that someone is something or going to behave in a certain way, regardless of the facts, regardless of just exactly what they do do. And then constructing events or reconstructing events in retrospect to, to reinforce that opinion. And clearly, it's not very productive. Clearly, it's not very helpful in getting the best out of the coachee's performance and their relationship with their colleague or colleagues. Sometimes, I think, the national press or the trade press or don't help. A lot of talk about generation this, generation that, a lot of talk about um, the various forms of bigotry that occur often shapes things in people's minds that would otherwise not have been there. And sometimes you, you've got to, as a coach, try to understand why there is this level of narrow-mindedness. What, what is it that makes them think someone is going to be like this? Someone's going to think like that or behave in this kind of way. And when you can get to the root cause of it, if you can unpack it to a sufficiently deep level, you've got the chance of rebuilding in a more open and constructive way. I have to say, on, on occasions as a coach, it's been quite a challenge to get the subject on the table in a way in which it can be talked about openly and honestly. And I suppose that's part of the coaching skill that you need to be able to help your coachee get to a place where they're able to see the truth or, or see things the way they really are. 
as opposed to continuing with disillusionment. I have found once people begin to see it in, in stark relief, I do begin to see people thinking, ah, perhaps I've been looking at this through the wrong kind of lens. Occasionally, when it is almost a religious fervour that they believe that someone is something, then there's very little you can do as a coach. But that is very, 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 very rare. I think as senior people go through their career curve, it becomes increasingly important that they improve these skills and and value people for who they are and what they can do as opposed to their age, their sex, their ethnicity or whatever else whatever else is going on. Because in simple numbers terms, the more senior you get, the more likely you are to have a wider diversity of people reporting to you, one either directly or indirectly. And as a leader, you've got to have the ability to lead them in without fear or favour. Equally, the other side of this, or the extension of this, is being sensitive to people who are not like you. So I don't understand personally all of the religions in this world, and I don't understand, therefore, all of the sensitivities that other religions may have. But if I'm sensitive enough to know that I don't know it, if I'm sensitive enough to realise I need to be careful, then I can be. From a helping your coachee recognise this perspective, it's usually about picking an event or, or picking a, a, a problem that they've identified without identifying one of the causes being some form of prejudice. And then helping the coachee talk about what happened, helping the coachee work through what may be driving the reaction, the, the, the steps that they've taken, the assumptions they may have made before they decided to do whatever it was they decided to do. As you go through that process, you may be fortunate enough that they stumble across it themselves, or it might be that you have to start to ask questions that suggest they examine it in the way in which you're suspecting might be the root cause. Clearly as a coach, it's not for you to be judgmental. Clearly as a coach, it's not for you to decide that this is wrong and bad and shouldn't be happening. As a coach, you're only there to help the coachee develop themselves to be the person they want to be, to be the best person they can be. And if you are doing that with an open mind, it's for you to let them decide if dealing with this is now a priority. There's a, another dimension to this, which is potentially insidious, which is that actually it's not the coachee who feels like this, it's the organisation or the organisation's leader who has this inbuilt culture, this inbuilt judgment, this inbuilt prejudice. And it's therefore inherited 
by your coachee as that's the way things get done around here. Now, unless the coachee is choosing to go on a campaign, to go on a crusade, to become an evangelist around this, as the coach, it's not your role, I don't feel anyway, to encourage them to embark on some form of mission unless they believe it's important enough for them so to do. And if it is, then you can help coach them in how they might go about that to be most effective, to, to make the change they want to make. In one example, I have of a, of a client that I work with. He was recruiting a, a director level position. And he was concerned about interviewing ethnic minorities in case that he, he didn't appoint them and that they may well sue him for racial discrimination in the selection process. I helped him through that barrier. I, I helped him think about what the downside to that would be in terms of potential candidates he didn't meet, talent he didn't get to see. And he made the judgment for himself to interview a number of ethnic minorities within a, a broad portfolio of candidates that he did, he did interview for the role. And you know what I'm going to say. Hey, presto, the person, the successful candidate, was an ethnic minority and a year on is an absolute outstanding hire. Now, I would say that, wouldn't I? But it's just true. And had we not had that conversation in the, in the middle of a coaching session, you'd have missed out on that. So, there you have it. The latest edition of The Coaching Conversation. I hope you found it interesting. I hope you found it useful. You can find out more about our coaching programmes at theexecutivemindset.co.uk. If you want to reach out, you can send me an email at theexecutivemindset at sagegreen.com. You can book a free 30-minute session at theexecutivemindset.co.uk, which will give you a really good feel for how coaching could help you. And if you've really enjoyed the session, do please rate us, do please give us a review. And nothing more for me to say other than see you next time.